Hello, my name is Daniel Kelly and this is May Contain, the podcast breaking the stigma of what it's really like living with a severe food allergy. I have lived with a peanut allergy since I was five, so I'll be talking about the different situations I've come across over the last 20 years living with food allergy, whether that's dating, going out with your friends, living abroad, hopefully give you guys like a really good insight into what it's like living with a food allergy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of May Contain. I just want to say if you're new to the May Contain podcast, make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I've actually, over the past few weeks, I've been working so hard trying to find the best guests to kind of share their experience on the May Contain podcast. I'm super excited to share this episode with you over the next coming weeks. I also just want to say just a quick thank you for everyone's support, but also as well, if you have enjoyed the podcast, if you can write me a quick review on iTunes, it honestly means a lot. On this week's episode of May Contain, I'm joined by Eureka, and Eureka is an ice cream parlor free from the top 40 allergens. I've always been a massive fan of the brand, and I remember the first time I went to the store in Wardour Street and tasted their ice cream, and I just couldn't believe it that I could have absolutely anything. I just remember walking the store, I was like, can I have that ice cream? They're like, yeah, can you have that? And it was completely free from the top 40 allergens and it's a brand I've always kind of like looked up to and thought that was absolutely incredible so when I got the opportunity to interview Eureka I was absolutely over the moon and I kind of want to talk about the story of how I actually met Simon from Eureka and when I was trying to find out who to interview from Eureka I come across Simon on LinkedIn and I got I reached out to him and got in touch and he got back to me straight away and was like let's grab a coffee and I was actually going to go down to the store, but it's actually through my lunch break and I was a bit worried not getting back to work in time. And he was like, oh, don't worry, I'll come to King's Cross and we'll grab a coffee. And Simon actually travelled all the way to King's Cross to meet for a coffee. And we were just talking, not, wasn't even talking about the podcast, we were just talking a bit about like the brand and how they got started, like how they sold the ice cream, what's the risk of cross-contamination, how did they make the ice cream so tasty when it's free from so different allergens and I really appreciate the fact like Simon went out of his way to meet me for a coffee. I said to him, like, I definitely need to get you on the podcast to kind of share your story because I thought it was so interesting and fascinating. So it's amazing now to obviously have the opportunity now to have Simon on the podcast. So we actually recorded it in February before the kind of the outbreak of the coronavirus. And obviously a lot has happened since then. Obviously the, the, the store is currently closed, but on the podcast, they're actually, um, we talked about, what stores are available in and um, Eureka Now is now available in Ocado's, Waitrose and Holland and Barrett. But what more amazing now, like they're actually available in 850 stores um, nationally, which they didn't actually expect when we recorded this podcast in February. And yeah, I hope you guys really enjoyed the podcast. I really enjoyed getting the opportunity to go down to the store, not only to taste the um, ice cream, but to actually meet Simon and find out more about the store. Hope you enjoyed the episode and let's get to it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Make Contain. So here I'm joined by Simon Foster from Eureka. And if you've not heard about Eureka, it's like an algae-free dessert, waffles, crepes, which is free from the 14 different allergens, which is absolutely incredible. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. How are you doing? All good, all good. And you're welcome. Thank, well, welcome to the shop. I know, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I was like, before... So I met Simon over a coffee before Christmas and I was trying to find out... Like, who's the face of Eureka or, like, someone from Eureka to speak to? Because I've really kind of, like, always, like, looked up to Eureka, and I think it's amazing, obviously, to open up a restaurant, which is free from 14 different allergens. So can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you kind of got involved with Eureka? Yeah, I can. I'll, t- I'll tell you a bit about the shop first, because it was around before me, so I can't take 
all the credit for how far we've got. So back in 2016, the store opened. Um, the founder um, has a son with serious allergies, and that inspired him to open somewhere that he could take his kids um, and somewhere that families like his with the same challenges could come. And so the store opened in 2016, um, and it only, only really joined in 2018 when we realized if we really wanted to take this to the next level of scale, that we had to get into the supermarkets. And so in 2018, we opened a factory um, up in Ealing, and now we're supplying Ocado, Waitrose, and by the time this podcast goes out, we'll also be in um, Holland and Barrett nationally as well. So you know, we've, it's, it's really starting to take off now, and people can get the product local to where they live now, which is much easier than coming to London every time. I mean, that's amazing now. It's all in like the, the huge like supermarket. So it's in... Holland and Barrett, is it in, um, is it Arcado? Arcado, Waitrose, Holland and Barrett. Yeah. So we're in over 600 stores in the country now and three different flavors out there. Yeah. So um, from, from what started here as an experiment, a concept store, yeah. we've been able to convince some of the major retailers to take us. And the plan is eventually to go all across Europe. I think, it's, I think it's quite interesting as well because like people who probably don't have allergies might come here and the they might not they think, oh my God, it's free from all these allergies. Like, what does it taste like? Yeah, 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 exactly. So is it yeah. always like a surprise when, when they taste this ice skin? Like, oh my God, like it tastes delicious and it's free from all these different allergens. Like, it's the bit I always forgot to forget to talk about. And again, the same today. It, it, we take it for granted that it tastes just as good as dairy ice cream. Um, it's, it, it's truly an excellent product. Some of the early experiments in free from ice cream ended up with a product that was a bit more like sorbet, a bit more crunchy and icy at times. But really, we've got to the point now where we can make something where there's no compromise on taste. We offer 16 different flavors here and waffles and crepes that you can't really tell the difference to the normal. We've What's used the word yeah, normal, sorry, yeah. um, um, products that are out What's there. What's usually like reaction then where, like, say, a customer who maybe has like a kid with an allergy and like the walk into the store, yeah. is it just crazy to see like the reaction where the kid can actually eat anything on the menu the, the, the kid well I've, I've got a kid of my own who, who hasn't got allergies actually and kids will always be excited about going to an ice cream shop but for me the one that really cuts through is when you see the mum the reaction of the mum where she can for the first time relax she can push her kid into a room and say choose what you want which is a phrase she's probably never used before in her life um and you can just see the, the, the sort of the respite almost that that mum gets by being here for a short period of time. And the kid gets just left alone to get on and behave like a normal kid around ice cream, frankly. I was going to say, most like reduce the anxiety as well, because I see all these like parents and taking these kids to the restaurants. And like, I, I get bombarded with questions like, yeah, yeah. where did to take my kids to this restaurant or to take kids to this restaurant? Yeah. And I was like, if you're in London, go to Eureka yeah, because yeah. It, it's safe. And um, like you said, there's not many options where parents can feel that kind of anxiety go, you know, by taking them to a restaurant and making them feel a bit at ease with it. Yeah, we still get, the, the parents are still naturally anxious because they're coming into a small restaurant and they're trusting us with their child's life, yeah. frankly. And so there will always be follow-up questions, further questions. There are allergies outside the top 14 where they'll want for more information if their child is unfortunate enough to have allergies outside the top 14. So we still have a number of people who need more information, yeah. but they start from a position of hoping that we can provide yeah. for them. And in nearly every case we can. We, yeah. there's, there's some, you know, we, we carry fruit here, so fruit allergies is still an issue. But of the major 14 um, and many of the others, we, we, can, still, the, uh, yeah, we can still reassure. 
Do you get a lot of questions then about like cross contamination yeah. and whether like where do you saw the ice cream, for example, is that something that a lot of people do kind of bring up when they're... They want to know how we do yeah. it because it's quite a, a rarity that a shop is able to make these commitments. Um, and the simple answer to the question is only we have an entirely dedicated factory. So every supplier, every ingredient we take in comes from a dedicated factory and our factory itself is dedicated. So we're not relying on cleaning routines. We're not relying on an employee to remember to clean everything between the, the allergy batch and the non-allergy batch. Yeah. We remove the risk of somebody having a bad day at work and getting it wrong by the fact that nothing ever enters our factory that has any of the 14 yeah. allergens in. It makes it economically quite challenging for us because we can't, as many um, ice cream manufacturers might do at the start, they just sub it out to somebody else's factory and ask him to make it for them. Then we you, can't do that. Then you're kind of putting your trust in like someone else then to make them realise that they're definitely not going to come in contact with, with nuts. And if anything goes wrong, then if Eureka was the face of it and it was a factory's fault, then... Everyone, everyone would be pointing fingers at you. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, I'm the director of the business, and that's corporate manslaughter potentially. So there's if if I if I haven't taken all the precautions, if I knew there was a risk and didn't advertise it, it's a very serious risk for me to yeah. advertise that we're allergy free and not deliver against that. Yeah. So it's a huge personal responsibility as one on the business, um, and it's why elsewhere you see lots of alibi declarations because ultimately the director of that business knows they must not purport to do something they can't. And so you'll see the, the horrible may contain, made in a factory that also yeah, that dot, dot, dot. It, yeah. um, and that was the obsession of this business when we launched, was that we would not have to resort to alibi declarations because the people who need this can't play, can't play Russian roulette. They have, to, they have to be absolutely certain. You don't need ice cream in your life, so the easiest thing to do if you're not sure is to edit it out. I think that's what I did my whole life. Or when I was a kid, I went on these like family holidays, or even if I'm out with friends now and there's like an ice cream van, like I would literally avoid it because they can never like guarantee it. Or it's so annoying because like we, I remember going to like Milan and my friends are getting out these crepes and waffles, and I'm like, oh my god, it looks delicious, but I couldn't go like anywhere near it. So it must be it's amazing to have a store like Eureka where it gives you that opportunity to try these things you would never usually have. Like. Yeah, exactly. And we're not, we're not pretending for a second this is health food either. I mean, some people, yeah. some people on the muggles who don't have allergies think that allergy-free is a healthier ice cream. Yeah. Ultimately, it's calorific. It's got fat in it. We use coconut cream, and it's, you know, it's a high-fat high product. It's delicious because it's got all of those things yeah. in it. So little and often is still the case. Even if you have allergies, you shouldn't be eating this for breakfast. You know, yeah, this yeah, is, waking this, up this like, yeah. Is, yeah, this is a treat that yeah. you should have occasionally. Yeah, every now and then, but yeah. it's nice that... Yeah. you're able to do that and now that we've got national distribution yeah. it isn't just your trip into london you can have it you now as your weekend treat you know yeah on, on the sofa at home i think what was really interesting when i met you over coffee in king's cross so um so literally fair place to your bicycle your bicycle over and um i was like i'll meet you over my lunch and i really appreciate that and um we were speaking, I know we spoke a bit about the factory and the cross-contamination. It was really interesting you saying like the procedures where you've got to put on like all the overalls and there's like two separate doors to get to the factory. Could you explain a little bit about like... Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, we start in a very small factory as a business of this size always has to. Um, and so we have to put in all the procedures to make sure that accidents don't happen. So we start from the fact that none of our staff are allowed to bring allergens in for lunch. 
all the staff in the store here, for example, we pay them a lunch allowance, so they have to leave the store. They can't bring in packed lunch. They have to go out and eat locally outside the store, so there's no risk of cross-contamination in the store. The, um, the factory has an airlock on it, in effect. The first door has to be closed before the second one is opened, and the, t and the team will change and disrobe in the, in the gap in between the two doors, such that they're not carrying anything accidentally in from the outside world. Um, the hand-washing procedures are extreme. The, Imagine, yeah. <laughs> the, um, we're testing regularly for the presence of allergens, so even though we know we've brought nothing in, we will still do regular allergen checks to ensure that, you know, doubly check that these... This is definitely they, yeah. not coming in yeah. contact, yeah. yeah. So, so it's very much a belt and braces approach mm. that enables us to do this. And then we have a huge audit trail through to our suppliers also mm. to make sure that they're reassuring us that they followed the same procedures that we have so they can commit not only that that product doesn't have allergens in, but that specific palette yeah. they've sent us is assured safe, to be yeah, allergy-free. Yeah. So it's a huge administrative burden we take yeah, on, yeah. but it's the only way to do this and be absolutely certain. Yeah, you've got to be absolutely confident and like feel that customer confidence that you've done all these different procedures to make sure that the product does not come in contact with nuts. And yeah. I've been out a few times. I think the only time I actually eat desserts is either <laughs> Eureka or if you go to a really nice restaurant, the chef hand makes the desserts. Yes, yeah. Which nine times out of 10, if you go into, I don't know, to a restaurant, they don't usually make the desserts on site or they get them sent in and they, they, they can never really kind of like trust it. Yeah. It's, so, one, it's one of our real ambitions as well. As we're at, the, at the moment, we're small and so we don't make it efficiently enough to go into a food service economically. One of our real ambitions when we go to the next factory is to be able to make it efficiently enough that we can supply restaurants. So ultimately, on the menu everywhere should be an option that you can have for dessert that where they can remove the seal and you yeah. know it's clean. I was going to say, like, um, it'd be amazing to see like, Eureka in restaurants. Is that something in the future, potentially, you would think about to, to maybe partner up with a few chains to say that we'll provide the algae-free ice cream? Well, we're in test at the moment. Um, it happens to be in the Bell and Dragon chain of pubs, which are around uh, my home. It's where I live. And so okay. I've convinced the local chef to put it into his six restaurants and to test it and give feedback. Ultimately, it's not economic for us to do that or for him to take it from us, but we're yeah. doing it as a test. And it gives, it gives the staff a conversation. So when you say, I have a nut allergy at the table, they can immediately suggest to you, oh, we have a product specially for you that's in, yeah. in the kitchen. And so from the chef's point of view, it's nice to have that conversation so rather than listing what you can't have. It's so important to, for that conversation. I've spoke about this um, at a show in Liverpool, and I was saying that, like, a lot of these restaurants don't really have that dialogue, so it, it's really interesting for you to say, oh, you can't have this, but I can provide you this, and yeah. have that conversation, trying to build that confidence, really, with that, with that consumer of the product. So. The, big, the biggest problem we have is a couple of his members of staff have allergies, and they keep nicking, nick, nipping into the kitchen and eating the ice cream on their breaks. Oh, really? And so we're, we're constantly having to replenish. Yeah, replace it all the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Nice, nice problem yeah. to have. It I, I was going to say, okay. yeah, that's not a bad problem. I'll take that as um, good customer feedback. Like. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's amazing. Like, so obviously before you worked at Eureka, you worked within the food industry. Was it really interesting or insightful, obviously, then getting a job at or working for Eureka and then understanding kind of like the allergies? Or was you aware about the algae world? Before I, you started, I was I was aware of it, and I was a, a chemist in my academic career before becoming a marketing and sales and foodie guy. Um, 
But really, my level of naivety is embarrassing now. I've, I've managed to have a career in food for 20 years and had only a really naive understanding. And I knew basically the alibi bit. So I knew what I had to say to make sure that I was covered. But I didn't know what I had to do to enable you to eat my food, in effect. So what, what, what are the steps I had to go to remove that alibi declaration? So you're taught very early in your food career how to cover your ass. Yeah. But you're not... But, and then it's broadly explained to you that it's uneconomic to do a shared-use factory and to take the allergens out. Oh, okay. So the main thing you're trained to do is to remember to put the alibi declaration in. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been. this is the first time I, in my career I've had the chance to fight the other way, to try yeah. and work out what is necessary to make the more positive claim. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, so did, did you also, did you have any like family members with allergies then? No, oh, no, no, I'm, no. I'm a trained marketing person, yeah. and what, so what, your, what your, your skill is supposed to be, whether I'm good or bad, yeah. other people will judge. But ultimately, to talk to someone like you and the 100,000 people that will come to this store this year, many of them have got allergies. And every time I'm in the store, I'll be trying to have a conversation with all of them, because what you're trying to do is form an opinion. One of the challenges, actually, of being somebody with a specific allergy is you keep imposing your problem on the, on the business. Yeah. And actually, it's not just nut allergies, it's people with multiple allergies. It's also, once you've made an allergy-free product, it's very easy to then make it appropriate for vegans also. Yeah. And so you can increase your target audience. So what, we've, what I've tried to do is to make this commercially viable rather than purist, yeah. if, if you I understand. Think, I think it's interesting when you, you mentioned about like veganism, because when I search Eureka, all the articles straight away is like vegan ice cream parlor, yeah. which, which is, is great for vegans. But I was thinking, oh, if you've got an allergy, you, prob you probably wouldn't click straight away that Eureka is... I don't know. When, when I searched it, the, the, the main article was all to do with like vegan rather than people yeah. with the allergies. And I, I, can, I understand that. Obviously, like veganism is absolutely massive. And... Um, a lot of people talking about it, but I was also a bit like, if they have an allergy, would have clicked up on that. I might have seen the headlines of vegan Eureka ice cream yeah, and yeah. probably not picked up on it kind of thing. Like. Yeah, well, th th there's two very different communities in our store, um, mm. which throws up some issues yeah. sometimes, but the, um, the vegan lifestyle is an opt-in, in, in effect. Yeah, and yeah. So because it's an opt-in, it's not imposed on you, you're m much more likely to be evangelical about it, talk about why you've made that opt-in in your yeah. life and to encourage other people to consider it as well. Yeah. And so it's a very vocal diet. Yeah. Whereas I've been listening to your podcasts yeah. over the last couple of weeks that are preparing to meet with you, and there's been, you've, you've covered clearly about dating and other situations yeah. where it's frankly not the first thing you'll volunteer on the table. You know, it's one of those things that you might be more reticent about saying that I have gut issues or Straight intolerances. Away, yeah. And so it, it might be something that comes up at a second or third date, not, yeah. not your first line. First line, that, yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's naturally a community that it takes a little bit more time to break through for people to recommend and trust you. Yeah. But once somebody trusts you, you've got them for life. Hopefully. Yeah, they, 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 that's and what it, I'm looking for—a yeah. long-term relationship with our consumers. And I think, I think, hopefully, as time go on, like you know, like obviously, vegans are very proud to be vegan and they shout about it online or on Instagram. And hopefully, people with allergies will hopefully get to that point in the next few years where they'll be like, you know what, I've got an allergy. It's or, certainly at yeah. that tipping point now. I, I think, think so. Where, yeah, where it's, it, it's it, there's more mass awareness of the challenges that you're facing, yeah. um, and. Now, hopefully, we're the first of many. We're, we're sort of a, a market leader. We're the first to make the very clear, bold statement on the front of pack, all 14 major allergen-free. 
but I've, I've been sitting in this store many times talking to people who want to follow us in different categories, yeah. whether it be cakes or cookies or whatever, whatever else. There's a real opportunity for this to become a claim that other businesses make as well. And the more, the more common it becomes, the easier it will be to, to navigate this and talk about it. And I think as Eureka goes on, I think now you've got that trust with the consumers, definitely within like the allergy community. I think like it'll just get bigger and bigger and whatever product you do launch, you've already built that trust where, you know what, you know what, I know I'll be safe with that. Would you, would you look at expanding the products from ice cream, waffles and crepes later on down the line? Yeah, we, we definitely want to. Um, the, we've, we've wrote a real sort of moment now where we've filled our first factory. We'll do 50 tonnes this year of ice cream, and that's about as much as the little factory can do. Um, and we need to build a new bigger one. Uh, and when we build that new bigger space, there will be space within it so that we could put in a line that makes something else as well. Yeah. And so there's, we're at that point now where we need to commit to something that's maybe 10 times bigger yeah. and grow into it. And one of the easier ways to grow into it is to have other, probably dessert, dessert related dessert yeah. products or something like that. But there's a real opportunity for us to make this broader than just ice cream. With it, this being like quite new, like obviously with the products be free from 14 different allergens, do you have many competitors? Like, which, 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 which I say competitors, but people which are doing. Well, you, if you think about your own circumstance, there are products you trust and know, yeah. and so you, you you would trust certain products to not have nuts in the factory because you have a. I think you're you're, you're just a nut allergy. Yeah, you? Mine's you, just you nuts, haven't got yeah. multiple allergies, yeah. and so you'll you can take the shelves of Tesco, edit down everything you can't eat, and what's left yeah. is your menu. Easier, yeah. Um, so for everyone with an allergy, depending on their very unique combinations, we have a different competitive set. Yeah. So for example, I, I doubt you'd be touching Alpro um, ice cream, for example, because they have may contain on the back of yeah, their, you their packaging. Yeah, you actually avoid it, yeah. yeah. Whereas there might be some ice creams that may contain something else, but they're confident around the nuts. Yeah. Um, so for you, I'd have a different comp set to somebody um, who had dairy and gluten, for example. Yeah. So that only we cover the whole 14 allergen-free community. Yeah. So on a case-by-case -case basis, I'm basically interviewing people and saying, well, this is, what you, this is your alternative to yeah, us. Yeah. This is what you're probably eating at the moment before you found yeah. Eureka. I mean, hopefully it'll appeal to the mass audience, like not just allergy sufferers or vegans, but yeah. people just looking for tasty ice cream. And I think like trying to get them customers as well, like, it's like taking them to like take a leap of faith, really, isn't it? Yeah. Like, because if I seen an ice cream and said it was free from 14 different allergens, yeah. the first thought is taste, so. Might taste what, a bit med yeah. medicinal. And, th and that was, uh, I won't name the competitors, but some of the, or the original stuff that came into this market tasted like it had something removed from it. Something, yeah. the fun had been taken out and it was just cold and wet and yeah. you know, it, it was basically ice cream, but not quite. And you don't want to compromise on a treat. The ambition right from the start was to get normal people to eat, eat the product too. Um, so now the tubs, you can take the tubs home. The whole point is that once it's in the freezer, anyone in the family is going to eat it because they, they should eat it as a premium ice cream in terms of the taste and texture. There, there ought to be no compromise. It's, it's for them to judge. People have different palates. But m the majority feedback we get is that it tastes excellent. It tastes just like the real thing. And so therefore, if one member of the family has an allergy, you can buy Eureka and eat it as a family together. 
and half the visitors to the store don't have allergies or, or, or aren't vegans. They're just coming here with a mate. Yeah, and they're, they're, good, they're the yeah. wingman, and they come in and they yeah. go, "Oh, this is this was yeah. I was I was ex wasn't expecting it to be this good." You know. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, when yeah. I walked in, I remember I was literally sat where, right behind me now, and I was <laughs> sat there with my friend and. Uh, what's in I remember asking them I was like is this definitely nut free and they're like yeah yeah I was like no what about this like yeah everything's like algae free and it's just like yeah yeah it's just like I was, I was kind of like blown away really because it's yeah. like first time where I've like walked into a place and you know what I was like I can have this I can have this yeah. I was a bit blown for choice like yeah it's like being in a candy shop where they can have like you can have everything so uh, I was like I want that I want that where well, we get we get this commonly and one of the one of the nice we've got a really good Instagram following now that we were you know people are very generous with their with their with their compliments, and one, yeah. yeah and, one, and one of the nicest things we do every sort of two or three weeks is we we put up one of the kids who's visited for the first time, and the mum often makes a statement which we don't script. They just basically write to us and say thank you, yeah. and you can just see that it's a really unique experience for them. And after being here for a few years, you 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 think you'd get numb to that, but every time you see it, it's yeah. fantastic. As I say, I was, I was in the shop um, yesterday and there was a family in from the Isle of Man and for them it was clearly a special place. It was a refuge. Yeah. Um, That's amazing, some, yeah. yeah it, and it reminds you that what you're doing is quite important. In a, it is only ice cream, but it is quite important yeah. to them psychologically so that it exists. It must be quite fulfilling then where you see like these parents come in with the kids or you get receive these emails, whether it's on Instagram, they're yeah. saying like, you know what, like this is... Marvelous for my kids, like amazing experience. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really amazing. And the thing that I'm really impatient to do now is to get the business to where it ought to be. Because we know roughly that 5% of the population are suffering from allergens. Half of them have got multiple allergens, so, uh, allergic reactions, sorry. And so ultimately, there's a much larger market for this. If we can just get the word out there, become slightly more famous, yeah. slightly more convenient, available yeah. locally, it means there's a business here that can be profit-making, viable, and will be here forever. Yeah. Whereas at the moment, we're, at that, we're still at that break-even point where it's difficult as a business yeah. to invest. But if we can get through to that scale factory, we're gonna we can we're gonna be here for a while. So how long have you been going now? It's been 2015 was when the business was incorporated when they started playing with recipes, and um, we've been trading for three years now. Um, so this is. The critical year yeah. where we need to really kick through into profit. Just keep pushing, yeah. yeah. But no, I think it's amazing, like obviously what they've achieved is over like the last four years. And I remember you mentioned like you had X amount of like customers through the door in the first year, and it's just keeping out of that. Yeah. And now it's just like huge, like, yeah. No, we're 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 now serving. Well, this year will be fifty tons. We'll easily we'll easily leave leave the factory, and that will be three times more than we did in that first year. And we're at our limit now. I've had to stop selling to customers because I don't have any more to sell for this summer. We're, yeah. we're done. And so we need to build some more capacity in yeah. ready for the autumn. And hopefully we can find some more retailers that are keen to take us on board. Yeah. Uh, and the next tri trick after that is we need to go to France and Germany and Europe once all the Brexit shenanigans are over, yeah. we, know, we know what the would, tariffs would you, are going to be. Would you open up, what was the main reason by open up a store in London? Would you just felt like you're seeing the opportunity to have like a face for Eureka? Most trends start here from a European basis. It's one of those places where food trends come from. There was a, already a large vegan community here, a really strong bias towards veganism, veganism. So we knew we'd have that volume to boost these, you know, the, the, the slower growing allergy audience. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and we're on Wardour Street, and so basically it's a 24-7 yeah. street. Non-stop, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, non, it's non-stop, so even in the depths of winter, we're still ticking yeah, over. Yeah. Um, and in the summer, the queue's out the door. So it's one of those places that's a real showroom for what we're doing. Yeah. And it also gave the investor the confidence that there was the need for this. There was a critical volume that could be created. Mm. Um, we don't think we're going to open any more stores, that, you know, in the... In the UK, certainly the weather can't be trusted. We yeah. really do. We do five times the volume in the summer holidays than we do in the middle of yeah. winter. So it's a very high and low business. Um, and we, we think our future now is yeah. in tubs at home. Yeah. And, and it means people can have it much more conveniently. I mean, it'd be interesting if you wanted to do like a pop-up exhibition or, like, you know, pop-up in different places yeah. around the city to get the word out. I think that would be like really good in terms of like getting the name out there and like, at least you don't have to like buy or set up a whole store, but even yeah. if it's for a few days. Well, you, yeah. you know, London's become so commercial. Yeah. Now. You look at pop-up and you think, I'll just drive down there and open the doors. Yeah. Um, every one of those pop-up locations yeah. is charged at full, at full course, whack. Yeah. Um, any of these trailer parks or these, um, uh, they have a real commercial rate to yeah. them. And this store's a lost leader for us. And what we really need to focus on now is becoming yeah. profitable, yeah. a real business that we know is going to be here forever. Because yeah. we've generated a need now. We've generated an expectation. Yeah. And if we weren't here, there'd be some sorrow, I suspect. Yeah, yeah. We're quite, no, absolutely. We're quite yeah, important yeah. to a few people yeah. now. And so well, I need to make sure this business is on really sound commercial footing yeah. for, the, for the years ahead now. Yeah. No, that's amazing. So... I was reading online that you've got like a peanut butter ice cream, which is nut, nut free. And for me, that was like quite interesting because I'm always like, should I try it? Should I not? But I was like really interested by that. Have you still got that in the, in the store now? Um, unfortunately not. It was one of the, the really sort of high PR value ones that we, we did at launch. But unfortunately, the recipe for that included soya. So when we went to 14 allergen free, we had to take it out of the store because of cross-contamination risk. We went out there looking for one that was tasted just as good. And unfortunately, the other alternatives that don't have soya don't taste quite as good in ice cream. So we instead of developed a hazelnut, which is a, a, a bit like a Nutella type taste okay. to it. Um, but I'd be interested what you think, actually. I mean, as a, we'll as, a person try, with yeah. the, as a person with nut allergies, how do you feel about trying something that doesn't contain nuts, but has all of the taste credentials of nuts i'm always like quite intrigued by it because to be honest like i don't know what nuts taste like anyway so when i try it i'm like well is this what nuts taste like so yeah. i don't i'm always like with a friend i bring a friend along what do you think of this so yeah. but for me yeah i would love to like try it out and see if i like it yeah but um yeah for, i know that if i didn't know about eureka as a brand and i come in and you said oh this is uh, an ice cream called hazelnut but it's got no nuts in it i probably wouldn't eat it but i think because i've got the trust now with you guys, and obviously I know a lot about Eureka, and obviously how far you go to make sure there is no cross-contamination yeah. or it is allergy-free, then I would try it, but I think if I was just a customer walking through the door, I probably wouldn't. Right? Yeah, and, and, and that's where the, the maths kind of comes out for us as well. It's not one of our top sellers. It's something people like to try as a bit of a dare or a bit of an intrigue, yeah. but it's not the one that they go back to as their favourite, because ultimately it reminds them of the yeah. thing that makes them ill, in effect. So, so it's not necessarily one of our biggest sellers, but it's always one that will be yeah. within our range if you want to try it, yeah. because it's an interesting experience. Brilliant. Yeah, I think it kind of plays <laughs> with your head, like you start yeah, yeah. questioning yourself then. So as you walk in, you're like, Oh, should it be fine? Should it not? And then, even if you know it is allergy free, then you're like, oh my god, I'm every reaction. I'll probably like looking at me. I think I actually did that at your store. Like, <laughs> I took the ice cream and I was like, 
yeah, I'm fine. Like, yeah. like, but you're still like self-conscious. So you're always like checking your body for like highs. Like, and I was like, no, like, I'm absolutely fine, Dan. And you're like, yeah. it's all in your head. And I've had that time before where people think they're having an allergic reaction and they're not. And it's just because it starts yeah, playing absolutely. with your head. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the whole point of coming to an ice cream parlor isn't to torture yourself or to test yourself yeah, psychologically. Yeah. This is so enjoy, so it, yeah. enjoy, kick back, have something that you really want yeah, yeah. rather than running experiments on yourself. Yeah. So it, it's there as part of a range, but we've got 11 other flavors four soft serves, waffles and batter. So you're, you don't have to take that experience. It's yeah. an option. <laughs> so in regards to the taste then, like how do you do it? Is it, is it soy or is it, is it different for... No, no, it can't, can't be soya. Oh, for sorry, obvious, for sorry. obvious sorry. reasons. Sorry, <laughs> sorry I didn't <laughs> think about that one. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the, that's the point. I mean, you, you get people coming into the store who've got a nut allergy. You don't need to be an expert on the other 13. Yeah, there's yeah. no reason why you need to be. Yeah. And so for every person we meet, we have to sort of do a mini interview each time to reassure them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the recipe is not is based on coconut cream, but we use rice milk alongside it, and the two flavours together balance each other out. So it doesn't end up being a strong coconut coconutty back yeah. taste. It ends up being very dairy like, very creamy in the way that we make it. And most of the skill in an ice cream is the craft by which you make it. You have to freeze it down very fast so that the ice crystals that form are very small, and so therefore you don't feel them on your palate. Okay. So the creaminess yeah. is all about avoiding forming large ice crystals. Yeah. This is true in dairy ice cream and in our special no, ice cream. Yeah. It's the same skill, ultimately, to make something that has very small ice crystals. And if, and if your ice cream is temperature abused or isn't frozen quickly enough, it's like that crunchy snow you get in yeah, the morning yeah, yeah. That's, that's gone through the temperature cycle of the night. It, yeah, yeah. it crunches under your feet. Yeah. And, that, and that's basically bad ice cream or yeah, ice cream yeah. that hasn't been well stored. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's the real skill here is to, to balance out that coconut taste because yeah. you need a source of fat still to get the smoothness, yeah. but also then to make it with the craft of a... A, you know, a really high craft ice cream maker yeah. so that you get the temperature control right and the churning correct as you're freezing. And I think with the texture, I remember when I had it, it was like incredible, you know what I mean? Like is I think my first proper ice cream, you know what I mean? Because usually like, I, don't, I don't really eat ice creams at all. So then, so I have a, like, an ice cream and like, like you said, the texture was, was amazing. I, I, yeah. Yeah. yeah you, the sort of what you get pushed towards is sorbet, frankly. Yeah. Um, and the vegan community also get pushed towards sorbet. And so our fruit flavors aren't the best sellers here because ultimately yeah. elsewhere in the world, you can have cold fruit. You know, yeah. you, you can get that from other places. So what people are obsessed about coming here is that creamy dairy-like texture yeah. that you get from a gelato or an ice cream that they can eat here, but not elsewhere. Yeah. And we get challenged by people with allergies as to how do you do this? But equally from vegans, it's this is suspiciously dairy-like type reaction yeah, yeah, occasionally. So um, explain yeah. to me how this is, yeah. uh, are you sure this is correct? Yeah. You know? So we, we do spend a lot of time reassuring people that we know what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine like, just trying to educate people all the time. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like, educating people and, and the staff, like, what's kind of like, do you have like, procedures like, in place in terms of like, making sure that everyone's aware about like, the severities of allergies? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We've... We've, first of all, we've simplified our claims, and so it's possible to train people to it. There's no judgment required. The, our staff are not medically trained, so they shouldn't be entering into a dialogue. It's very clear we're all 14 major allergen-free, and we know what those 14 allergens are. Yeah. Once it goes outside those allergens, if you have a pea protein issue, for example, to pick one outside, outside the 15, we can share with you what's in each of the um, flavors, 
but ultimately there's a risk of cross-contamination because there may be that ingredient elsewhere within the store. Our only commitment is to the 14 currently. We hope in the future we can extend that list, but to start with, yeah. the, the most logical list to go to was the 14 that are known and are clear. Yeah. And we have to apologize occasionally to people who may have allergies outside the 14, and we have to say, I mean, frankly, I wish yeah. we could, but sorry, we had to stop somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, the list could be like, going like on and on and on, yeah. Like, whereas, yeah, to cover like the whole 14, because usually like, you see brands will only cover like maybe two or three. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, so and people... You must make it very difficult for yourselves then covering like a majority of the 14 main ones. Though. Yeah, well, they, most people stop at the five. There's a few examples yeah. out there that, that have the five without an alibi declaration. But most people who have multiple allergies will start to have two and three and four yeah. and over life might develop more or lose some. It's a very evolving experience yeah. for people. And so we felt that we need to have a really clear statement and become a rallying point for people with allergies in general, yeah. whether it be nut, dairy, or yeah, a more yeah. complex variant. Because as a brand, it's really important as a brand to stand for something. And so what you don't want to start with is a list of things you don't do. Yeah. You want to make a really clear statement. We clearly do this. This, yeah. is, this is what we're famous for. Come to us if that's relevant. Yeah. Um, and so that was the key decision to go to the yeah. 14. And frankly, it wasn't a cheap decision. There were the, the, the admin required that we had to yeah. change most of the ingredients we were using to absolutely be certain. Yeah. We can only use supply from large organizations who yeah. have the ability to provide the paperwork yeah. that we need. Um, and occasionally, if they can't provide it, you'll see things disappear off the menu. So we had an issue with fresh fruit this year where they couldn't provide the certificate. So yeah. unfortunately, there were no fresh yeah, fruit in the store. Go, yeah. it, it, it was inconvenient, so but we, the first yeah. step is safety, not about convenience. So do each of the factories then have a, a, a science certificate to say that it, this is definitely the yeah. allergy free? Like. Uh, it's called a, a certificate of, of conformance. Sorry. Um, and that comes with every pallet load. So we, they, they assure yeah. us that they have met the spec and the standards that are, are required. Is that like the standard kind of s steps? Yeah, the standard yeah, language yeah, yeah. within, within, within um, the sort of food science and oh, okay. industrial manufacture of food. Um, our factory is SALSA accredited. It's the organization that checks that we do everything the way we say we do. So everything yeah. we claim to do, we do consistently daily every day and we've got systems in place to make sure that human error is minimized yeah so there's there's a number of systems in place that work for normal food that we apply and because we make a claim around allergens there are extra pieces that we need to do in addition to that which a normal food factory would have yeah to do. No, it's it's really interesting. That like, it's quite. Like, it, it's you fascinating. You, it can get yeah. it can get yeah, quite yeah, tedious for yeah, some yeah, people. Yeah. But with your background and your interest, you, you want to know it's being done. Yeah, right? yeah. You just yeah. yeah I imagine if you, yeah. I imagine you could probably go like really in depth, and people would be like, what? What yeah, does we, it mean? Like, people yeah, do yeah, zone yeah, out yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I trust, it's like when people talk about allergies and talk about it in such like a medical way. Yeah. It drives me insane. I'm like, well, I don't. I, I'm lost now. Like literally, yeah, yeah. like two minutes into a podcast, they're talking about like. <laughs> hypnosis i don't know or whatever i'm like i'm, I'm gone i'm gone yeah, but yeah. um but Prote yeah. protein receptors they love to talk about those yeah it's just like <laughs> i mean if that's what gets you going man, then great but i, I think my I, i'm always like just trying to be yeah. like really open about allergies yeah. but yeah well, i just want to say like thank you so much for coming on the, the podcast today it's been amazing to have you on to talk about eureka if you want to follow eureka do you know the handles off the top of your head i always uh, put people under pressure uh, there. It, it's at eureka moments yeah. is where you'll follow us on instagram anna runs the um, social media for us. She's here helping us today, and so yeah. she'll be responding to any of the queries that you have. 
please feel free to ask anything. We're um, very clear and open about what we do, and we're happy to answer any yeah. questions. I must say as well, like Anna, with I spoke to her before the for come today, and um, like the branding is like amazing. Because I always thought you were using like an agency, and when I met Simon over coffee, I was like, do you use like an agency, like for all, like your branding and your stop motion and like the graphics? She's like, oh no, it's just Anna, like. So yeah, I think like you're doing a great job of, of making the brand play, playful as well. well like, you're yeah. making the salary review we're doing this yeah, week really yeah. quite hard now, oh, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're giving a yeah, leverage here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, yeah, yeah, she did give me a nudge on the side. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'll give you an extra ice cream if you're putting a good uh, word. Like, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I think Excellent. it's so important with the brand as well. I probably didn't mention before, but like, it is quite playful brand and it's not like very serious. And I think it's so important to like keep going to that like, playfulness as well like, yeah, which is working really well yeah, yeah thank you thank you we, we, we're trying hard to strike that balance but thank you good luck with yours hopefully we can do social media things together and yeah, make, make yeah. each other more famous yeah we can definitely uh, <laughs> do more collaborations i think it's so important that um people in the community do like more collaborations like this yeah. and like yeah everyone big each other up really isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah amazing anyway thank you no thank you for coming in really enjoyed it yeah. thank you and guys, if you enjoyed the podcast, please, please, please write me a review on iTunes. It absolutely means a lot. I'm trying to help as many people as come to this podcast. So, yeah, I really appreciate your help. Anyway, speak to you guys soon. Bye.